Okay, today we're going to talk about uh, two more lists in our lowercase esports resetting the thing that we do sort of thing. I don't know why I said that, but I did. Uh, we're going to talk about um, simulation games. We're talking about battle royale games, probably in that uh, reverse order. Um, those are the fifth and sixth lists uh, in the grand scheme of things in our big list or big collection of lists. I don't know why I thought to have multiple to have them split up by genre instead of just ranking them all. Maybe I'll do that later. I'll just rank them all by importance regardless of genre i think i'll do that after we do all these lists but anyway uh let's go ahead and start with uh battle royale and then we'll move into uh simulation esports you're listening to lowercase esports today's the 11th of may 2018 we'll start with battle royale which is a category that's become super popular in the past couple years thanks to PUBG. Um, but of course it didn't really start that way. It was always the, it was always the Arma 2 mod, DayZ, and then it sort of split it off from there. They tried to port the Arma mod to many different builds of Arma, including its expansions and adding more content there. And then it became this Arma 3 mod. And then there were some games that decided to bring along a standalone aspect of everything. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is probably the, the pinnacle of the genre right now. Even though it may not be exactly the most popular at the moment, it's got plenty of uh, fun gunplay. And sometimes when you're by yourself, you've got you've to go to that, that solid gunplay. Um, but there are teams in the game. Um, they've been really pushing their esports with it. Um, there are events where, you know, they get several teams to show up and it's a faster paced gameplay, even though there's still a lot of problems with how to spectate PUBG, at least, you know, uh, the angles and the very basics of it are pretty understandable. Uh, there's only going to be two things that a person is going to be doing for the most part that involve, uh, any sort of movement, uh, you know, that are, or rather that aren't any sort of movement, and it's going to be shooting and driving. Driving is pretty universal when it comes to what goes on in games, and the, the in the same way, so is shooting guns. So it's it's one of those it's just one of those things that just feels pretty natural when you when you get into it. Um, there is a pretty steep learning curve, but it's not always based on that learning curve. Sometimes you've got to look at the randomness of the game and accept your fate in some circumstances. Did you drop on one side of the island and now you have to run all the way across it because there's no cars near you and you're going to get taken away by the first circle? Is that you? Because that's happened to me before. Um, there's a lot of randomness in the game that just seems too crazy. Um, it still seems like a lot of fun. Uh, the people that end up having fun with it are beyond me, but some people end up having fun with it. Um, it gets a lot of stream time too, because these guys, you know, they pour time into going in round after round after round, playing solo games, playing crew games or, or team games. Um, and matter of fact, they've started to add a little bit more custom game modes into PUBG, at least it's still on the test server at this point. The zombies mode where you 
you know, you start a lobby and there's a handful of people with guns or there's one person with guns and everyone else has just the ability to pick up nothing. It's a lot of fun to see where they're taking the game from a player's perspective, but from an esports perspective, it's still got a little ways to go. And I think they still have to realize that, you know, uh, it's, it's not going to, they're going to need to grow the scene before they can just jump into having hundred man tournaments and hundred man events. Um, meanwhile, Fortnite, on the other hand has zero competitive scene, uh, that I can tell, uh, right now it's still in the throes of its popularity from people like Ninja streaming with actual celebrities, um, and a bunch of other, you know, streamers that have gone on to it, that have played the game now, that all they do is talk to each other. There's a lot of streamers helping streamers out. And as much as I think that's, that's all cool and, and what's right in the world. Oh my God. It just makes me want to, uh, hit my head against the wall. Streamers that end up the games that where the streamers help streamers and it just becomes this massive drama fest at the end. This is what happened to Hearthstone. Um, you know, uh, get ready because in about another year, everyone will be so freaking bitter to each other that it, it just you know uh, I don't I don't uh, they won't be teaming up anymore. I, I can tell you that unless this game seems to do the impossible and keep these guys around for way, you know, a lot longer than they mean to. I don't see how, you know, just on cosmetics alone. Now they've had this, you know, recent thing with Thanos and the infinity war crossover, but it doesn't do the cool thing that Thanos does in the movies. So I really have a hard time caring. They've also been adding a lot of weapons, you know, every, few weeks there seems to be a new weapon that gets added to the game with a big point release that also ends up addressing a lot of issues and patches the game for balance a little bit um a lot of the, some of the balance can be cosmetic though uh the, the just the you know the rarity of an item informing its use and how rare it is uh and how or how common it is to pick up because some people automatically just pick up the, the most rare item that they see. If it's a shotgun, they'll replace it. But they don't know that the pump shotgun has had zero actual changes to it. And it's not even one of those rare weapons. It's like a common or uncommon weapon, right? So there's a lot of, there's a lot of psychologically programming players to, you know, to be, or, or, behaviorally you know profiling or something like that there's a i mean it's i imagine the amount of data that they're getting out of fortnite right now could probably uh could probably author a small paper a small like academic paper on psychology and in players and games so um look forward to that coming soon so PUBG and Fortnite are the top tier of Battle Royale games. What are the lower tier games? Uh, I'd like to start first with SOS, which is a more of a streamer based game. It sort of is one of those, it's a Battle Royale game that's aware of Twitch's presence and uh, the spectator experience. While you can't actually like 
affect the game like you can in another uh, Battle Royale game that seems to be getting popular lately for some reason. Uh, you know, the audience can only are, are there to just watch people and it sort of affects their their score that doesn't really matter. Um, affects their rating. Um, they become the higher rated players become more popular, become more noticed by the community and things like that. Uh, I've watched a YouTuber that all he does just all he does seems just uh, whenever there's an SOS update, he, he jumps on the game. And he's also really mad that uh, there's no fists in the game anymore. But I think it's uh, I think it's pretty cool. There's also a lot of YouTubers that seem to be on it that aren't on Twitch per se. Um, it seems to be one of those breaking you know breaking the barriers down between the two streaming platforms. Uh, it's a lot of fun though. They keep adding little bits and pieces to the game. First, it was the uh, the. Uh, the shards you had to find, and now it's, they changed up the weapons, they've taken away melee attacks, but they have added a bunch of more melee weapons that you can use, and you could always, you always have this radio that's universal, that has this list of channels that you can communicate, you know, to with anyone else on the island, um, it's pretty fun, and it lends itself to a lot of comedy just based on the the demeanor of the game especially with all these pre-game cutscenes that you can speak over during and it encourages you it asks you questions and then it cuts to you like it was like a produced moment um i think it's pretty neat hopefully they'll get a little bit more popularity and it becomes one of these uh it gets a little bit more organization behind it but it may or may not even, you know, get out of this list or may not even be in this list next time I talk about it. But I think it's still enough of a trend to notice. Just like H1Z1, like, actually being the worst, literally. Um, it may have been the first to put skins in a Battle Royale game, but it tried real hard. Like, it's it's tried real hard to, to maintain relevance and in the light of PUBG's uh, superior gunplay and Fortnite's actually superior art direction. Um, H1Z1 has vehicles and no one cares. So H1Z1 gets my gets my red star of uh, dying esport for sure. Even though they still have and they put a lot of effort into a lot of these esports events, there's not a lot of people playing the game, and that's only sustainable for so long. And they know that, obviously. They're trying to get more people to show up. Um, <laughs> but they're not. So, you know, I guess it's free to play, but it doesn't really matter. Bad game gonna be bad, you know what I mean? Now we're gonna talk about simulation games. Uh, simulation games are... Used to be pretty much all sports games. But now they also include racing games. And while racing itself is a sport... Uh, the conditions in which you race on in 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 video games are not real <laughs> so uh or they're or they are real they're based on real places or they're not real and they're sort of based in real world physics uh regardless i'd like to think of them all as simulations there's two tiers here but there's really three in my opinion um because i like to split the first tier up into actual successes versus um, uh, 
sports franchise exclusivity based successes. Um, and of course, um, it's, and one of those is actually, you know, on both those lists. So, you know, let's go ahead and get started with that one. How about NBA 2K for crying out loud, you know? Um, how about that? That I'd never expected NBA 2K to really pop itself out as the real front runner in this list, but it is. Uh, that I've been watching bits and pieces of the league, and, you know, it's actually impressive. They get five players to play, they get five players a team to play NBA, you know, style game, uh, or NBA 2K game, a normal game, a normal multiplayer game, I suppose. Um, and now they have a league for it. And they've just now, or they're going to soon, if they haven't already, started the first regular season for this game. It's unbelievable. They go from, I mean, they have a little bit of a buy-in, and it's the buy-in is only restricted to teams in the NBA League. So, you know, people that are running those teams uh, have gotten themselves, you know, a get-into-esports-free card, in a, in a sense. It's not exactly free for them, but... With the effort, how everything's been going with the league, I I don't see any problems with it. It's it's sort of like the 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 production feels like old school Halo, you know, when everyone would be sitting in front of a television in the crowd, there would be a camera watching them, and they wouldn't be behind booths because it doesn't really matter, and they would just be on because every all I mean all the information sort of on the in the, in the game anyway, right? Um, aside from taking a time out to discuss a tactic or a, or general shift in strategy, right? Like there's nothing that you can hide from your opponent's opposing team in, in the NBA game. It's uh, it's all going to be out there on the, uh, out there in the game. As my phone goes off for some reason. Thanks phone. Now there are other games in this list. Uh, I, I think it's important to bring up the, uh, the second game in this list, in my opinion, is going to be rocket league. Um, if only because it was the first real, it was the first real esport that wasn't in, in the, that wasn't, you know, a shooter or an action game or a strategy game or, you know, a Dota clone or a fighting game. It kind of was its own thing and it became its own thing in a very much organic way. It has its own, uh, professional league where it actually matters and stuff uh, to the players in the game. It has a ranking mode that seems to be pretty okay. There's a lot of different variations of team size and, and how the game is played, just with different modes, different arenas, um, different you know colors that the ball can be. And also because it is an amalgamation of two things. It's an amalgamation of a racing game and soccer or football. And I think that it's super important that uh, to include it on this top of this list because it's always going to be there as long as the game is relevant and has a pro scene. Um, it may have died out a little bit lately as far as the hype, but it's still there in the background. It's it's like uh, it's like some other games that didn't make the list. Um, uh, but the difference between those other games and and Rocket League is the fact that Rocket League is still supremely uh, accessible to the casual, and it is expanding its horizons ever more especially now that it's got this switch port which seems to be like the uh, the, the virtue signaling word that of uh, for inclusion 
in esports and in the gaming industry as a whole lately. But I think it's still important to include that in there too, because it is, you know, the large majority of the physics can be, you know, uh, predicted after you sit down and play the game for a little while. It's, it's not something that's completely foreign. You get the use of timing for things. The ball has its own characteristics. Once you hit the ball in a certain place, you can figure out where it's going to go from there. It's just, it's very, it becomes very predictable and it's not predictable at certain times because you don't see that person coming out of the corner at full speed and hit the ball and it sort of throws a wrench in what you're planning to set up the, the next play was going to be. Uh, two games where that isn't the case, but they're on the top tier list by sheer force of number are, are of course, EA's uh, cornerstone sports franchises Madden and FIFA let's let's have let's clap along let's clap clap along if you feel like you want to kill yourself because I have to include these names on this list it's okay it's I feel that way FIFA and Madden are vectors for microtransactions and they're disappointments they're absolutely disappointments, but I have to include them on this list because they have professional scenes and their professional scenes generate revenue. It's kind of sick that I have to think about it that way, but it's the nature of the beast, man. Uh, Madden and FIFA are big enough juggernauts that, you know, they, they rate stock performance hits when they don't perform well. All right, um, EA have, of course made microtransactions their uh, one and only goal in the past couple years, as evidenced by everything that they've done. And it's a shame that obviously no one takes them seriously as a publisher anymore. You know, after they've, after they, I'm gonna cur, I'm gonna cuss, and I've been trying not to cuss this week, but. I'm trying not to cuss on this podcast. Uh, it's so hard. EA, just know that I've included your games on this list because I feel like I have to. Not because they're good. Not because you actually put quality time into developing these uh, engines and stuff like that. But because people are too freaking stupid not to buy these games. Now, when we look at simulations in the minor tier... Um, maybe we could put Madden down here realistically, um, and let FIFA have the effort tier. But we also got to look at other racing games, the ones that are, um, there are two that are actually console exclusive, and then the one that's actually got professional racers behind it, but just no one cares about it so much. Uh, the first one's iRacing, which of course is a simulator for PC that, you know, encourages drivers to take very serious what they do on the track. And to the point where um, they track the track incidents, incidents all the way, you know, bearing down to what you would think would be okay in a Daytona arcade game, um, to incidents that you would think would be okay in a Daytona arcade game, uh, being grounds for your suspension from the game. It's um, if there was a if there was another game that could join Eva's serious business. Uh, as a as a genre in 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 gaming as a whole, uh, then iRacing would be it. iRacing is serious business. 
and there are you know professional drivers that take part they take part in these races these races um are attached to a league which is effectively attached to nascar where they go around to certain races around the nascar circuit and they have like live events they uh they simulcast the uh the, the online league of professional or sort of pro-am racing that they have on iRacing at these events. It's very, it's very interesting to watch, um, to see how much of these broadcasts turn into pretty much exactly what you get with, uh, with a NASCAR race. Um, it's not just for NASCAR. Obviously they have different types of cars for different types of courses. Um, IndyCar is sort of a thing on there as well. They've also got kart racing, and there's some, uh, I think there's some lesser form, not not that they're lesser, but some different forms of NASCAR racing, like trucks, and the, uh, the other, the other, because there's two levels of the actual race car stuff, um, was it Nationwide and Sprint Cup, there's two levels of that, um, but there's also the truck stuff, and there's IndyCar, which is, you know, U.S.-based Formula One, except for it's more YOLO than Formula One is nowadays. Um, you know, it, there's a bunch of other things that the iRacing offers, but you just got to put the time in to, uh, you know, getting the qualifications. Uh, the other two games that are also racing games in the simulation list for the on the minor side are Forza and GT Sport. And <clears throat> I mentioned them together for several reasons, one of which being... They're obviously both intellectual properties that are very tied to the consoles that they're a part of, but they're also a lot of the console gamers only real, like, uh, aside from maybe Rocket League in some cases, but like these two are the only two high fidelity <coughs> racing games that, are, that mean something. Uh, and there's a lot of serious competition that goes on with these things. Forza has a very healthy esports scene, although it's based in Europe for the most part where the type of racing that's taken serious in Forza seems to thrive the most, has the most fan base. Um, it's not just the IndyCar NASCAR stuff. There are road courses. They are crazy courses. Um, not so much rally courses, but they are road courses that have, you know, that are very long. They take a lot to memorize. Um, maybe like, I guess you call them like uh, rally cross courses or something like that. There, there's a there's a variation of the term for rally racing that would apply for some of these races. There's a bunch of cities, you know, city circuits too. Uh, Gran Turismo Sports the same way. It's just uh, that one takes a little more serious the competitive aspect of racing. Whereas in Forza, you've got this damage system that's very real. In GT Sport, you have this penalty system, which is very real. And down to the point where if your if your tires go off the track, you could probably get two or three second penalty. You do it twice, your penalty is over five seconds, and now it starts to climb for not for not addressing the penalty. Uh, it's very, very unforgiving the penalty system, and I think it's something that uh, I don't know. Time trial races don't really grab me as much as the all-out brawl races like the nascar everyone comes around the same corner at the same time there's 40 people in the in the grid and they just all stomp their gas at the exact same moment basically right um there's nothing quite like that rush of all the nascars 
uh, cars coming around the first turn. Uh, in the second turn, in the back straight, and then, you know, then you start to see the pack sort of split up because there are some people that are willing to commit to the race at the highest level and some people who aren't. Um, you know, that can happen pretty quickly. And it happens in these games as well. You see the players that aren't really skilled enough to compete against the higher-end players. And the higher-end players that may not be using, you know, wheels and pedals, but they are absolutely serious about this game and they don't take any, they don't take any sort of contact um, lightly. Let's just say that. But uh, I wish they had better esports scenes and I wish they were played more, but it seems like they're not really played that much. I could be wrong, but they're also console games and the console gamers are going to need their own little thing just to make sure that they get the value out of their console. I understand it. All right, well, that will do it for today's episode of Lowercase Esports. We've got uh, those for the fifth and sixth parts of the list. We've got two more uh, sections of video games to go, genres of video games to go. One of them's going to take a little while to go through because there's just so many friggin' games. And the other one is going to be not quite the list that you're probably expecting. But those will probably take two more episodes. Uh, of course, weekend coming up. We've got a weekend recap on Monday to go over what you missed in the weekend. So be tuned for that. We're still looking to drop at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, and, um, of course, you can follow us on Twitter, um, LC underscore esports. You can look on lowercaseesports.com for this entire sort of compilation of important titles uh, once they're completed. Uh, once I've completed the last two lists, I'll probably post the whole thing in one big to-do. So, in one big special episode. So, instead of, yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.